The Office of Legal Counsel within the Justice Department has quietly exerted opinions on laws that Congress may never have had in mind. That's what the Project on Government Oversight, or POGO, says it found after an extensive Freedom of Information Act request. Joining me with details, POGO investigator Daniel Van Scooten. Mr. Van Scooten, good to have you on. Thanks, Tom. Good to be here. You looked at the way this office, which is not widely known to the general public, interpreted a number of laws over the past 20 years, and most of these decisions or renderings were secret. Tell us more about this investigation. Absolutely. The Office of Legal Counsel, uh, it's commonly referred to as the OLC, interprets the law for executive branch agencies. So when, say, the CIA, in in probably its most famous case, uh, the CIA has a question. It says, hey, if if I want to use these enhanced interrogation techniques, is that legal? They would go to, well, they could go to their own agency's general counsel for sort of smaller questions if they want. But what, what they can also do is they can go to the Office of Legal Counsel, which is in the Department of Justice. And the Office of Legal Counsel provides sort of an authoritative legal interpretation uh, for the entire executive branch of the government that says this is our official position on whether or not this is illegal. These decisions would affect primarily the behavior of federal agencies. That's correct. The decisions in these memos, that these, or the decisions that these memos represent, are binding and controlling on executive agencies. And a number of them were secret over the few years that you've looked at over the past 20 years. Tell us some of, the, some of what you found. All of these are actually, they start out secret by default, and the agency releases them sort of on a discretionary basis. Um, And many of the ones that we found, so I submitted a request, uh, Freedom of Information Act request, for the titles of these memos dating back till 1998. Um, And some of the, we got several, I believe it was 13 brand new titles, so never before uh, released titles. Uh, None of them actually have the contents of it. But for example, uh, one of the titles was a memorandum uh, regarding the president's authority to provide military equipment and training to allied forces and resistance forces in foreign countries. So that kind of sounds interesting. Another one that we got was about the constitutional separation of powers over foreign affairs and national security. How much authority does Congress have over this versus how much authority does the president have over foreign affairs? Pretty, you know, pretty significant stuff. Now, some of it is also pretty mundane, and you wonder why was this ever secret to begin with. Very, you know, administrative things like the effect of additional pay for nurses in the veterans, what was the Veterans Health Administration, uh, for when they do, when they work overtime, how it affects their compensation, you know, sort of mundane things. Some of them are very vague, like memorandum about the Kennedy Center Board of Trustees. So it really spans a very broad spectrum of questions, of legal issues, And that's one of the reasons we as an organization are so interested in this office. Were you able to find just the titles of the memos, or could you also get the content? So in this case, we were just requesting uh, the titles. The content is often a lot trickier to get. Um, We were also, this is sort of also a first step. Uh, When you know the titles, it's a lot easier to argue that the content of that should be released. It's hard hard to fight them and say this is actually a very important memo that needs to be released if you don't even know what you're talking about that should be released. And so this is sort of a one step in, in many that we're, sort of take, that we're taking to try to get greater transparency at this office. We're speaking with Daniel Van Scooten. He's an investigator with the Project on Government Oversight. 
And except for the ones that seem to be directly related to national security, such as the president's right to send arms somewhere, does it strike you that any of these should really be secret if they if they do control how government agencies behave in the conduct of their regular programs? That's a really big question. The office says these are essentially sort of attorney-client privilege um, or they're uh, what they call pre-decisional. So they're saying this is just uh, resolving a, matter, a question of law. It's not actually a policy decision. We're not forcing the agencies to do one thing or another. We're just saying this is what's legal, this is what isn't. And it's up to the agencies to then decide their policy, make their policies based on that. And this office would say the policy decisions are, you know, need to be more, more transparent. But these sort of legal questions, they're not subject to the same requirements for transparency. And so that's not our opinion, uh, pretty clearly. Um, we believe that because this office uh, is, is, in fact, very powerful, um, they do exert a lot of power uh, over how the executive branch uh, executes the law, um, that these decisions should be made public at the very minimum, uh, that all of the titles should be made public and Congress should have access to the content. And that's because, you know, if, if Congress writes a law and the, the Office of Legal Counsel ends up interpreting that law or the wording of that law to mean something that Congress doesn't mean or had never intended, Congress might never know until it's too late that, hey, this executive agency actually thought this was legal when we never meant it to be. And the big and that undermines Congress's ability to, you know, write effective laws, uh, to conduct oversight. And it also undermines the Department of Justice's ability to hold people accountable for when the law is misinterpreted. Because uh, one fun fact about this is that when the Office of Legal Counsel says that something is legal, such as torture or mass surveillance or, you know, what have you, even if they are, even if the Office of Legal Counsel gives an opinion that is factually incorrect, um, and it turns out that what they said was legal was, in fact, illegal, the Department of Justice will not prosecute someone for relying on the Department of Justice's advice. So, in fact, what they're doing is essentially giving immunity to people who use their advice. And so that, that's where it crosses the line for me of saying this isn't just uh, a matter of opinion and advice. You're actually offering immunity to people, this needs to be public. And could this also maybe hinder the ability of, say, career program managers to know what they're supposed to do and what, they ex- what they're expecting or what the administration in place at the time expects them to do? Career program managers might have a copy of this, depending on whether their bosses see fit to you know, share it. Oftentimes, I'm, I'm pretty sure oftentimes they would say, their bosses would tell them, hey, there's there is an OLC memo that says this is legal, do what I tell you to do. And that'd sort of be the extent of it. If someone has a problem and says, hey, I think this is illegal, what we're doing is illegal, there's not much more they can do besides say, hey, I think this is illegal, but then the response will be, Office of Legal Counsel says it's legal, go back and do your job. It sort of shuts down any kind of uh, debate about whether something is, is wise or right. And how far back in time do these memos go? Oh, they go back decades. We requested a list of the last 20 years' worth. Um, But there's, uh, if you go to the Office of Legal Counsel's website, they have uh, opinions that date back to, I believe, the 40s. And now that you have these titles and you have published them at pogo.org, 
What's your next step? Our next step is going to be, I've, I've already filed an appeal uh, on that request because this list that we got, although it is you know, the most up-to-date and arguably the most comprehensive that we have to date, uh, publicly available, it's still lacking in a lot of ways. Uh, I was able to find 40 different opinions that are public, they're out there, um, they've been released, that the office did not include for some reason on our on this list that they gave us. So I'm not sure we, whether it was a, you know, a bad search that they did or whether they were intentionally just careless about it, but I've been filed an appeal to try to get a more comprehensive list. Um, and then the next steps uh, beyond that would be, once we have sort of an a-, a more accurate comprehensive index, would be, you know, looking at some of the ones that we got that were new and saying, hey, let's try to get the content of the memo. Yeah, so one overturning shovel load leads to another. Daniel Van Scooten is an investigator with the Project on Government Oversight. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Find a link to his report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.